Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, folks, this is the last that I'm going to share of uh, four churches. There's seven, but the four churches that uh, Revelator John through Jesus shared with. I'm going to talk about the church at Thyatira. And that church is just a little bit different because he really speaks some different words to them. They were really having some issues. and, and he. So this is a little bit different than the other three that I've been sharing with you this week. And I hope that you will get something out of this. But I hope you'll take time to read Revelations 2 and 3 and read the, what uh, God, through Jesus Christ, said to these churches. Because, man, I'm telling you what, it's pretty straightforward. And I just chose the four out of seven to share about. And uh, then I'm going to move on with something else next week. But I'm excited to be able to share with you. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for being our God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us and giving us hope in you. Thank you that we can move forward. Lord, we don't want to be beat down. Lord, we don't want to be people that have a hard time getting up. We know you love us. We know you forgive us. And you've told all of us to repent, every one of us. And to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We know that. And Lord, I pray that everyone listening today in their lives, they've repented. They've asked you to come into their lives. And Lord, that they're walking with you. And Lord, if they're struggling right now, I pray with whatever they're struggling with, in the name of Jesus, bring them out of it. In the name of Jesus, make them stand firm and help them stand firm in you. Give them the strength they need to press on in their life. Lord, whatever need they may have, be with them. Lord, if they are sick, touch their life, their body. If they have disease, heal their disease. If they need a job, provide them a job. Lord, I pray you direct them and lead them. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, to the angel, the church, in Thyatira, write, These are the words of the Son of God whose eyes are like a blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and your faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you ever did at first. All right, folks, now listen to this. This is 18 through and 19 verses. And so he's giving them again, like what they did, he's done to almost all these churches, accolades, saying, I know your deeds. I know your love and faith and your service and helping others and perseverance and that you're doing more than you did at first. You are doing greater than you did at first. Now, isn't that something you want to hear? That's something I think we all want to hear. Say, hey, you've improved. You've improved a lot. I mean, I like that in school when they used to say, hey, you've improved. Tommy, you've improved. Now, I remember I was in third grade in Portland, Oregon, and I had not learned how to write cursive yet. But we moved in the middle of my third grade year to Caldwell, Idaho. And believe it or not, at that time, the class in Caldwell, Idaho, they had learned to do cursive. So I got there. I was the only one printing in the whole class. I stuck out like a sore thumb. And I remember little kids teasing. uh, And we had a substitute teacher one time. Teacher, Tommy can't uh, write. All he can do is print, you know, and I, I wanted to bop him, I tell you. And, I, and so I, I was a little behind. It took me a while to catch up to learn to write cursive. And so I got to fourth grade, and I was a little bit behind, and I struggled. I struggled. I had a teacher named Mrs. Tucker, and she she's a wonderful teacher and became a principal out, I believe, in uh, 
in Valley View later on in life, but she was a wonderful lady. And, uh, and, and I had a, uh, I can't remember my, yeah, she was my first, yeah, she was that teacher. And, and she helped me through some things, but I struggled. I got some D's that year. I got a number of D's and my dad went to the school board and, and said, Hey, I don't want to keep my son back because he hasn't really caught up. And they didn't want him. They did not want me to stay back. And I was young too. In fact, I still graduated 18, but I stayed back for a second year in fourth grade. In the second year of fourth grade, I started catching up, but it still was difficult for me. I still had a tough time. I had really lost ground in third grade, but I never flunked a class. But I got several Ds that first year in fourth. And then I went to fifth grade class, and I was blessed. I had a teacher named Mrs. Henniger in Caldwell in Washington School. And I'm telling you what, that teacher was my favorite teacher of all time. She was strict as all get out. But I'm telling you what, she taught me so many things. She helped me become a math whiz. She helped me become incredible in mental math. I was very fast, still am to this day, can add very quickly and subtract and multiply and divide faster than most people. That's just, It's a gift that I have, and I give her a lot of credit for that. But I had a great fifth grade year. I moved forward, and, and I kind of uh, understood it. I kind of got it down. And so I... You know, that's, you know, what we need to do is we needed to learn. And, you know, now I've got talking about these stories, and I was going somewhere with this, and now I'm kind of forgetting what I did, uh, what I was talking about. But he says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you're doing more than you did at first. Well, I, I guess maybe I was telling you that to do that, I, you know, I became better. And I was doing more. That wasn't exactly the story, but that's okay. Forgive me for that. But that's a story I have. I, I persevered, and I hung in there, and, and anyway— I got better, and I moved forward in my life, and thank you for fifth grade. Thank you, Mrs. Henniger. I don't even know if she's alive today, but if anybody knows her and knows she is, yeah, you can you can tell her that she has a fan out there from, see, at fifth grade, I was about 10, so that had been about 54 years ago, and I imagine she's in her 80s or something, but or 85 or 90, I don't know if she's still alive, but Lord bless her. But anyway, moving on here. But he says, so he's he's telling these people, I know your deeds, and I recognize them, and you were doing good at first. and But nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling, and listen to this, because she's unwilling to repent. She was teaching people that it was okay to be immoral, to live in sin, premarital sex, folks. So I'm talking about something that many people are justifying today, which is still wrong. It's always going to be wrong because the Word of God says it's wrong. And so, uh, and this is what he was, this is what he said was going to happen to her. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery, and you know what committing adultery is, if you're married and you go have sex with another uh, spouse, another person, you're committing adultery, and I'm going to make her, uh, uh, excuse me, I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of their ways. Yeah, that's a great news. There's a good, there's a good uh, uh, word in there, and it is unless, unless. They repent of her ways, unless she turns it around. People of God, we're headed in the wrong direction, unless you turn it around. Unless, as it's saying all through Revelation, you repent. What does repent mean? Turn away. Turn away from your sins. Folks, if you're living in immorality, 
If you're living in sin at this very moment, you're listening to this radio show, I tell you in the name of Jesus Christ today, turn around, stop, stop, get married, whatever it may be, do what it takes, stop living in sin because it will destroy you. It will lead you to destruction because the word of God tells us so. Don't try to justify it. Don't try to say it's right. The word of God all through the Bible. Read Ephesians. I have to read, think, read Ephesians 5 and 6. Read, you'll know. And then all through the word, it tells us this. And he also says this, I will strike her children dead. <laughs> wow. For their sin. He said, I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds. He says, listen to this. Listen, folks. And I will repay each of you according to your deeds. People, if you want to live in sin, if you want to live with your back turned away from God, you will reap a harvest for that because you will be repaid for the way you are choosing to live. Unless, remember that word? Let's spell it together, U-N-L-E-S-S. Unless you repent, unless you turn away. People of God, you don't have to live in sin. You can turn away. Maybe you're lying. Maybe you're stealing. Maybe you're dishonest. That's sin too, not just immorality. Maybe you're not honoring God. That's sin. But turn away. Then he says this, Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, you hear what he calls these sins? So-called deep secrets. I will not impose any other burden on you. Oh, that's great. Jesus says, hey, I'm not going to, you're, you're not going to suffer because, you know, you have not given in to Satan. You have not given in to the sin, except to hold on to what you have until I come. So he said, hold on to the spiritual truth until he comes. Be ready when he comes. That's all he wants us to do. He wants us to stand fast. Are you standing fast in him? Like I said, he gives you an opportunity. He says, unless, he says, repent, turn away, and I'll make you things right. Then he says this, and we see this in all these churches, to the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, he does my will, God's will to the end, I will give authority over the nations, that one will rule over them with an iron scepter and will dash to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. I will also give that one the morning star, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. I love what the Spirit has said to the churches. I love what Jesus has said to the churches. As we've shared this week, we've seen the power of God unfold in Jesus Christ through John the Revelator. He has spoken truth in most of these churches. He has built them up. But then... He's given them a warning. And this one, Thyatira, he's really laid out. If you continue down this path, you are weaving threads of destruction. Turn away. People of God, most of you right now have turned away. But if you're listening, you haven't today, right where you're at. Say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Come into my life. Help me to walk in your path. And Lord, when I stumble, lift me up. And he will, folks. I promise you he will. And you'll be happy and joyous because you know that you are heaven bound without a question. Hey, have an incredible day.
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.